Blog Talk. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this Sunday, September 25th edition of Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, and I'm here every Sunday bringing you stories of others living with HIV like myself, trying to offer hope to those who are looking. Um, and tonight, my co-host this evening is Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you making out? Well, I, we haven't made out yet, but when we do, you'll know. <laughs> Alrighty, How you been, man? I've been good. Been really good. What you doing? What you wearing? What you holding in your hand? <laughs> oh wait, oh, this my. is a family show. Sorry. So so, so, so sorry. tell me, how was your two weeks off? And I got a trip, and I got a little celebrating. Oh, golly, 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 golly. Let's see. Two weeks were good. Um, had a big first year wedding anniversary. Woo! Congratulations. Do the applause. Um, and uh, where? oh and then I was in Toronto and I got to meet a couple of people that um, have been I met Toronto JJ who's been in the chat room a couple of times and I met um, uh, Barry who's also been in the chat room here and there isn't that awesome it was great it was fantastic and I love um it. meeting people, you know, who listen to the show. Yeah, meeting people who listen to the show and it, it was just it was uh, it was a thrill. And the same time that I was there was also um Toronto International Film Festival. So that was a treat. And uh it was funny because um I don't know if anybody remembers uh what was it, uh, Smallville? Did you ever watch Smallville? I didn't. Okay, did you watch um, any of the, um, what were they, um, oh, goodness, the X-Men movies? Yes. Okay, do you remember in the first couple of X-Men movies, the kid who did all the ice, Bobby? Yes. Saw him. Cool. He was there. I was thrilled. He's tall and good-looking. I almost like I almost dumped my table over just to go get him, but no, no, but I didn't. But that was that, and then um, so I have to tell you a little bit about some scary news okay. that I had. All right, you, he's sitting down. Okay. I'm sitting. He's sitting down. And he's holding on to something that we're not going to talk about. Right. Um, but so Sunday. Last Sunday morning, I woke up, and I had numbness in the right side of my face. I'm like, okay, well, what could this be? And we thought it might just be a pinched nerve or something. So I left it for the day. Then Monday, I go, you know, the numbness had gotten worse. So I go, I had an orthodontist appointment anyway, and I was telling my orthodontist about it, and he says, well, it could be tooth-related. So he did something and put rubber bands in to move my jaw around a little bit and goes, that should take care of it. It was about lunchtime. Um, then my whole right arm and my right leg went numb. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And then I went to go pick up a coffee cup and I dropped it. Oh, my. So I got scared. And so. You have every right I, to be. I thought I was having a stroke. I really did. I thought I was having a stroke right then and there. So I I had uh, one of my coworkers, we have an on-site medical f- facility at my office at my day job. So I walk out, she helped, she walked me over there and they get me in the back, they get me back there and um they took my blood pressure and it was 184 over 111. Very high. Very high. Mm-hmm. So they give me an EKG and then by the time they are starting to unhook the EKG things, they said, we're not going to sugarcoat this. We think you're having a stroke. And as I said that, in comes the ambulance and the fire department. <laughs> so oh they 
they throw me on an ambulance. This is Monday afternoon. They throw me on an ambulance. They take my little ass over to the hospital where I was, you know, again, had to do all these stupid little tests. And I couldn't, I had no strength in my right hand. And, and mind you, I'm right-handed. So I couldn't right. even pick up a, I could not grip a pen to sign my name. That, that's how, that's how bad it was. Wow. So uh, they start doing all kinds of different things for me. And um, uh, I, I took, they said, okay, well, we, we're going to treat you as if you're having a stroke because we, we really don't know. You're showing the signs and the symptoms. And um, the uh, so they t- wheeled me in, and I had to have a CAT scan done, and that came back negative. Which was so what the CAT scan will show is if there's any major hemorrhage or anything like that, any clotting or anything like that in the, in the brain, that comes back negative. So they order me a MRI because what they said is even though it doesn't show signs of stroke on the CAT scan, we want to make sure that you didn't have what they call a mini stroke, which could happen. Right. The, the MRI would pick that up. So the MRI came back negative. But they said, we still want to hold you. So they held me overnight so I could to spend a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, night in the hospital. And um, then the doctor comes in the very next morning, and he says, well, the good news is you didn't have a stroke. I said, okay, what's the bad news? He goes, the bad news is, is um, you're in stage two hypertensive. Uh, hypertensiveness. I said, well, how many stages are there? And he goes, you're it. You're at the top. <laughs> I'm like, well, hey, you know, way to, way, way to um, reach for the stars there, right? So right. it turns out that I have had untreated high blood pressure for a while. And he said, you know, the high blood pressure like this, when your blood pressure gets to a certain point, it can bring on stroke-like symptoms. So, I know, I know, drama with a capital D, drama. Well, you know, thank God everything is, you know. Yeah, you know, so so I'm now going to be taking blood pressure medicine, and I'm on a baby aspirin every day. And then I see my doctor next week, and we'll start talking about everything and and all that, yada, yada, yada. So, anyway, so I'm here, I'm alive. Yes, good That's luck with great. that. Huh? We're happy yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again, congratulations on your Yes, thank you. Oh, oh, um, and I yeah. don't get to eat fried foods anymore. None. Ah. Yeah, so I'm going to be cranky for a while. No, French, I can't okay. have French fries. I can't have uh, very, very low sodium. Um, this is a big switch for me. Well, but you know, think actually, of the weight I'm going to lose. Wow. That's good, right? Exactly. So, you know, the but, good comes out of it, the bad comes out of it. It's a mixture of both. But good luck exactly. with all of it. So, and, I, and I'm going to hit the gym tomorrow, start going back to the gym and all of that. So, Because you want me around for a few more years, I'm assuming. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> one thing that you missed, um, since you weren't with us last week, uh, me and Jack spoke to uh, Jeff Berry, the editor of uh, Positively Aware magazine. And they came on and they spoke about... Uh, September 21st was uh, what they considered a day with HIV in America. So it's the project they're running, and they want people to send in photos that they took of themselves on September 21st at any time during the day, doing anything you want, anywhere from taking your meds to just crawling out of bed to getting dressed to go to work, you know, or to holding a big pumpkin in your hand. Whatever it is that you did that day, they were going to take a photo and submit it. And um, I was just uh, speaking with the art director and he said that you still have a few hours to send it in. It actually, the deadline is tomorrow evening, the 26th at midnight. So if you go to a day with HIV in America.com, all the information is there. You can send in your photo. And uh, you still have time because it's, it's a really awesome project. It really helps eliminate stigma and allows people to see that they're not alone. Um, but this, you know, with the living with HIV, they're not the only one, and their life can still continue because there's photos of, you know, mothers pushing their children on swings, kids, you know, fathers shopping with their kids in the supermarket. So, I mean, it just shows you that life still goes on after your HIV status, and I think it's a great project. So go uh, send in your photo if you haven't. I sent mine in today. Actually, on September 21st, I was in Philly for um, uh, what they called the 
e-patient connections conference. And they do it every year, and um, myself and Mark King, you know, we all know Mark S. King, my fabulous yep. disease, uh, we went there uh, to represent uh, the body as a patient expert and a blogger to kind of help um, healthcare providers and, you know, doctors find a way to connect with patients online. Because everything's online, and a lot of doctors' office, offices don't really, um, how do I want to say it, really uh, connect online with their patients. You know what I mean? Yep. I know my doctor's office does email me, like, my records, my numbers, but not everybody does, especially, like, this wasn't HIV-specific, the conference. It was, you know, it was, as Mark put it, he introduced himself, hi, my name's Mark, what's your disease? I have HIV. You know what I mean? Like, everybody had different diseases. I met this fabulous lady, if you're on Twitter, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany and Lupus. She, awesome chick, um, and we spent, you know, the whole time together, and it was different. It was a different kind of a conference because all the conferences I've been to have been HIV-specific. So for me to go to this and meet people who have Crohn's disease and who are dealing with the same struggles because what I realize is, you know, the disease, um, having that issue with communications with your doctor and patient, you know, that isn't disease-specific. It's across the board, and yeah. everybody has that, that issue. And it was just a great, great conference. I got to meet a lot of people that – work in the healthcare industry that are trying to do things to help, you know, diseases all over. I mean, there was somebody there from Livestrong who was there who was promoting a new app that they have to help people, um, you know, uh, measure certain things in their life. I forget exactly what it was. There was this really, really cool robot, Jeremy. It was so awesome. I have photos of it I posted on Facebook. Um, it's actually a, a robot that allows somebody, for example, there was a kid who um, has some sort of spinal cord injury and he's not able to go to class. So what this robot does is it allows the kid's face to come up on the screen of the robot and he's able to actually, the robot, somebody, I guess, dropped the robot off in class and you can walk the halls. The kid controls the robot and, like, moves it through the halls as if he's going to class. And, he get, and it's, it's an amazing thing that they're doing and they're allowing it in hospitals for people to visit, you know, who are, you're not able to visit face-to-face. It's just really, really cool. Oh, that it's is a cool. cool conference. That's and very cool. So I liked it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's and awesome. then they allowed, they, they asked, um, one of the things that they did was in the breakouts they had, um, Mark was a part of a panel for one of the discussions, and then I, I did what they had was a social networking coaching, helping uh-huh. people understand Twitter and Facebook and things along that and how they can use it to reach their you know, their clients. So kudos That's to that. It was a great cool. conference, and thanks for the body and Healthcare Central for sending me. <laughs> <laughs> All that good stuff. All that good stuff, exactly. That's funny. Yes, yeah, so don't forget to um, do that. Um, another thing I do want to mention is I think we have our guest on hold. Do we, do we, do we, do we? Yeah, is it a 760 yeah, so we, number? Or a 619 number? No. Then I yeah. don't know. Um, it, it, it's actually somebody who's on the hold, and actually not somebody. If Paul's on the line um, tonight, uh, you're going to want to press 1 to speak to us so I know that it's you. We have um, a great guest on tonight, and when he comes on, we'll, we'll talk more about him. But So what else is up with you? What did you do for your, uh, your special anniversary? Anything fabulous? I can't talk about it on the air. Okay. Because it's dirty. Well, I hope you had fun. <laughs> Dirty, dirty, dirty. That's funny. Um, what did you um, did you hear about this? Uh, about I read the headline about Goomers. Um, where's that? So I'm now what? I'm here. It's, Goober? Um, gamers cracked gamers, like people who play video games. Oh yeah, the gamers they cracking cracked, something. Yeah, a puzzle in HIV research, something that scientists weren't able to do for like a bunch of years. Um, there's a link to an article. I'm going to go ahead and put it in for people to see because it was on Fox News. Um, oh, there's uh, a reliable source. <laughs> right? <laughs> I will skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so actually, Paul is on the line. So I, I want to um, introduce our guest this evening. I'm going to pray that I'm saying his last name correct. And if I am not, I apologize. I didn't go over this beforehand. Paul Gallegos is a 42-year-old HIV-positive husband and father of five HIV-negative children. Um, 
Paul found out about his status in May of 1999 and has been married for just over 12 years. He lives in Palm Springs, and he's the founder of the Intersect Project, which he's going to come on and talk about, which to me is big balls. Uh, this is somebody who's putting his face out there and doing things that, you know, a lot of people could never do who, who live with this disease because we live in so much shame and, and with the stigma. So and this man is, is incredible. So please help me welcome Paul Gallegos to the show. Paul, did I say your name right? Um, yeah, you just um, you don't have to pronounce the L's. It's Gallegos, but that's good enough. Gallegos. All right, yeah. I tried. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? Good, man, good. Good, good. Hi, Paul. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. This is Jeremy. We haven't met yet, but now we have. Yeah, it's good to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Paul, anyway. Tell me, um, you know, we connected on Twitter. You're, you're uh-huh. big on Twitter. And, and your handle is at Pauly1999, so people can follow you there. But um, tell us a little bit. Let's start a little bit of when you were diagnosed. How did you um, find out you were HIV positive? Um, well, see, when I first uh, found out, I was uh, having some symptoms. I was throwing up in the morning. I didn't have an appetite. And I was uh, doing construction at the time. And uh, we had a big job to do, so we all had to take a physical because they wanted those that were physically able to do the job and, and everything. So anyway, I went to take the physical. I took some blood work. The doctor called me back. He wanted me to come in. I thought it was going to be my liver. I was a heavy drinker back then. And then uh, come to find out, he just told me, you know, I was HIV positive. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. I just stood there in shock. My wife uh, was sitting next to me, and she just cried. And, you know, she she just she didn't know what to say either. But, you know, I, I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. Did you know? how you became infected? Um, yeah, you know what? When I was 15, I started experiment, experimenting with um, IV drug use, and uh, there was a couple of older guys that would, uh, you know, that got me hooked on, you know, doing certain drugs and stuff, and uh, I think uh, the last time I had used the needle was in, like, 97, 98, so I think that's pretty much where I got it from. Right. So, so he he just blatantly comes out and just says you're HIV positive, and, and he, I mean, in, in front of you and your wife, like he didn't try to make it private with you at first. No, I mean it wasn't. You know what could he do? How he couldn't really do it too private. I mean, he he took us into a room and told us, and that was about it. It wasn't. I mean, I don't know how much more private they could have got, but you right. know, you know, I, I was. Just, I meant separate from your wife. I mean, I didn't know. You know what I mean? That your wife was actually in the room when he told you. Well, um, they asked me if um, if I could come in alone, and I told them, you know, whatever they had to say, they can tell her. And um, right. you know, at that time, my wife and I we weren't married yet, and I had uh, I kind of gave her an ultimatum and kind of told her, you know, if you want to stay with me, you know, that's fine. If you don't, I understand. You know, there's, you know, I don't want you to get sick, and you know, as long as I get to see my kids, you know, I'll be happy. And um, you know, she chose to stay with me, so um, you know we got married that same year. That's awesome that she, you know what I mean, that she was able to, to to love you for that. Because a lot of people either they can or they can't, and for you to be so newly diagnosed and still have somebody who loves you, I think that's awesome. Everybody needs that, especially in the beginning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I try to get that out there. You know, there, some, you know, everybody needs love. You know what I mean, and uh. uh you know, there's someone out there for everybody, and I believe that, you know. So I just, you know, I, I, I try to get people to uh, not feel so discouraged, like when they first find out or something, because it's not a, it's not the end of the world. Believe me, when I found out after I went home and told my family, once I was telling my family, I mean, I cried and, and cried, and I thought, you know, I thought that was it. I thought I was going to die, you know. Right. Well, you know, wow. getting that kind of, getting that news, I think for the, especially the three of us who have all gotten that news, um, it is devastating. You know, mm-hmm. there's no there's no way around it. How does um, now 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 Paul? I, I'm assuming you're Hispanic. Yes. Okay. With with Gallegos with yes. <laughs> okay. You know. That's you know. <laughs> but um, 
So from from what I understand from um from the Hispanic um family culture, the the family unit, they're very close knit. Right? Mm-hmm. It's right. a very very nuclear family, if you will. Yes. So how did you how did you handle taking that information to your family, knowing that you know it's very close, very nuclear family. Well, you know, it was really hard at first. Um, when I called and told my mother that I needed to talk to her and and my brother and my sisters that I, you know, I I needed to get everybody together and talk to them. Um, it was hard at first. They didn't know what was going on or anything, and then. You know, once I had everyone there, I just looked at my mom and and I just started crying and you know, I hugged her. I told her, "Mom, you know, I don't I, I don't want to die, you know, I don't want to die." And and then she, you know, she just asked me, "Well, what's going on? What's going on?" So I told her, "You know, I'm I found out, you know, I'm HIV positive and uh you know, at that time my T cells were uh 225, so I didn't really know nothing about the virus. So I mean, of course, I was, you know, really scared and you know, I was looking at my kids. I was like, "This is it." You know, I'm I'm gonna die a young man, and you know, that's gonna be pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so, so what did what was your process of getting through the whole thing? Uh, well, the process that I I did, I took the wrong route, and I got back into drugs pretty heavy, and and into uh, alcohol uh, pretty heavy. And then um, I got into a little bit of trouble, and I, I don't know if you've uh, seen that uh, interview of, or read that interview of mine. Uh, I ended up in prison for a little while for um, something I did, and uh, so it wasn't really uh, a, a way, you know, to take care of it. I didn't know what to do at the time. Like I said, I got heavy into the drugs, heavy into the drinking, and and I did something where there was a, a, a gun involved, and um, ended up in prison and in prison you know they don't really take care of you you know and and right. I saw I saw a few people that you know were they called it the dead man cell and uh every morning I had to walk by that cell and see you know that guy the same guy there for maybe a couple of days and then after he was gone they would clean the cell really good and there would be somebody else and um I really didn't cope with it until I got out, and then I really had to change my life and say, you know what, this is not what I want. I don't want to die in prison away from my family, from my, you know, wife, my kids, you know, my mother, everyone that I'm close to. I don't I don't want to die separated from them, you know. So Right. Is that how you got clean, by going to prison? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That that pretty much did it right there. It was like, you know what, you know, that, that, that's it. So I... Uh, I had opportunities to do uh, drugs in there. I mean, drugs in prison. I mean, here in California, it's it's not a problem. So, I mean, I had plenty of opportunities, like I said, but I just never did it, and I just uh, turned my back to it completely, and, you know, that that's pretty much it. And, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, I'm pretty tattooed down, you know, and uh, I'll go to the to the lab, and uh, they'll want to draw blood. Every three months I have to get my blood drawn, and... Uh, I'm so afraid of needles, I start to sweat and everything, and they're like, the way you are, you know, as, as much tattoos as you have, and you're over here afraid of needles, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a flashback, you know, seeing that needle. It reminds me of what or how I got it, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, they kind of don't understand that part. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that does mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah, <laughs> so... But, uh, you know, ever since then I've been clean. My wife and I, after I got out of prison, we had uh, another kid. He's uh, seven years old now. Uh, we just had a newborn. He's four months. All my, all my kids are uh, negative. Um, we have people sometimes that want to ask, you know, is your wife negative or do your kids have it? And, you know, and, and you know, they don't have it. All they have to do is, you know, just ask, you know, and we'll be honest. We'll we'll be open with you and tell you, you know. Mm-hmm. You just gotta how ask, many kids, gotta ask. how many kids, Paul, were, were born after you, you found out you were positive? After I found out I was positive, it would be my last two. But the, um, uh, the uh, two middle two, 
the 14 and the 15 year old they were um uh like i found out like after they were born not too long after they were born so it was a little bit uh you know difficult they had to get tested of course and um they they were fine and everything so well, we usually hear the process or the story of the mother who's HIV positive who, you know, is, is trying to have the HIV negative children, child. I, it's kind of nice to hear it from the father's point of view. How was that experience for you going through what you had to do to make sure that your kids, you know, came out negative? Oh, well, um, well, my wife it's, and I, it's a process. Oh, yeah, it's a process. And you know what? Not everybody wants to help. I mean, there's certain doctors, they, they look at it as a, in a legal way, you know, they can get in trouble or, or you know, they could lose their license or what have you. And, and uh, with my seven-year-old, after uh, we had found out uh, she was pregnant, uh, the doctor knew the whole situation, um, you know, and uh, she was discriminated by, by some nurses and, oh, we're not going to help deliver this baby because the father is, you know, HIV positive. I was in prison at the time when he was born. You know, it kind of sucks. But, um, you know, they they acted that way, and, uh, you know, we just have to do, you know, what we can to try to ignore that stigma. But what my wife and I did was, since there was no doctor to help, we went ahead and did it on our own. We waited until, like, she was ready, you know, and then I ma always made sure that I was undetectable, and we would try it once a month for for a while, and we almost gave up. And that's when we found out she was pregnant with my seven-year-old. And then uh, my four-month-old right now, he's, um, you know, negative as well. And we did the same thing with him, and, and you know, it worked out, you know. So, um, you know, like I said, there's really no doctors or anyone out there that really will want to help and support that. Interesting. Well, you're definitely blessed. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so I mean, it, you know, I look at my kids every day, and I'm like, man, you know, I am blessed. You know, I have, you know, my wife, my kids, you know, I, you know, they gave, they give me the strength to, you know, want to keep living. And, you know, every morning, every evening, I hate taking those meds, and I'll look at my wife and tell her, do I have to take them? And she's like, yes. You know, and I'm like, but, you know, I, I know I have to take them for a reason, and, and you know, I got to do it. So... You know, it's got to yeah, be done. I, I'm with you there, brother. I yeah. I, I know. <laughs> it's like, do I really have to take this damn thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. So I'm going to kind of move us along a little bit because we're already towards the bottom of the hour, if you can believe it. Um, we're at 930, 928. Um, wow. And, yeah, I know. We're, yeah, we're, making, we're, we're, we're cruising through. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move us along a little bit. You, so – and just to recap for any of those uh, listeners who are just joining us, we're talking to Paul Gallegos, who um, is talking about um, him being HIV positive and having um, four beautiful kids. Uh, right? Five. I five. have four, four at home and one uh, with another lady, yes. Okay, okay. I was going to say you have four beautiful kids, and you said, yeah, actually, I know I have four beautiful ones and one ugly one, but I guess that's not right. <laughs> no, I'm the ugly one. My wife says I'm always the ugly one. So, <laughs> so um, all five children are HIV negative. Um, yes. Your your current wife is HIV negative. That's correct. And um, good for you. I mean, this is this, this it's an amazing kind of a miracle story, if you will. And uh, you made some you made a couple of bad choices, right? That you know in your coping mechanism. So we we're past that at this point. I want to fast forward us to to today, really, and talk a little bit more about your project that you have that that you that you've got going on, and it's called the Intersection Project. and um, And I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about that because I I read I was looking at your Facebook page and I read and I read about you um, prior to, of course, to this to this interview, and I'm intrigued, and I think it's. I think it's a brilliant idea what you're doing. So, um, so Paul, tell us more about the Intersection Project. 
Well, the Intersections Project uh, started, it started like this. At first, when I first began Twitter, right, I didn't think I was going to become, you know, open and, and uh, discuss my life openly with others. And, you know, because we had always hidden it. And, and people discriminated or other students discriminated against my kids at school, so we took them out of school. Uh, they were homeschooled for a while. This is their first year back. Anyway, it started on Twitter. I just, you know, I was doing stuff on Twitter, um, and I told my wife, you know what, this is fun. You know, I, I like this activism. I like what I'm doing, you know, because there's a lot of stigma out there, and I, I don't like the stigma, but I know I can try to do something, you know, do my part at least to try to help. So anyway, you know, that went on, and uh, anyway, I've seen um, some guys that uh, sometimes out here in California you get those people on the corners or, you know, that are standing holding uh, business signs and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I got the idea, and I, I ran it by my wife and kids, and my wife and kids were like, you know what, if that's what you want to do, then try it, and uh, let's see how it works. So I went ahead and went and got the little the paper or the cardboard that I needed for it, and, and I drew it out, and my daughter colored it for me and everything. And I started off on one corner early in the morning in Palm Springs, and um, it was in March of this year that I started, and I just held the sign there, you know. And it and it's like, you know, all the people that go by, there could be hundreds, depending what intersection I'm at, there could be hundreds or thousands of people that go by, depending how long I stand there. Um, reading my sign, you know, say that says HIV/AIDS is not over. You know, get tested; it's free. Um, so I'm hitting, you know, the intersections, doing that, spreading awareness without having to talk to anybody face by face to face, and interrupt their day. You know, and I do get positive and I do get negative feedback, but this is something I want to do, and it and it takes, you know, quite a bit to have to stand out there and and hold the sign and, and get the stares that I get, you know. You can say it, Paul. Take some balls. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It does take some balls, and, and, and you know what? I'm glad that that, that I have them because, um, you know, I, I do, like I said, I get a lot of, you know, good feedback. You know, there's people that they'll tell me, hey, man, you know what? Thumbs up. Good job what you're doing, you know, and, and there's people that they'll go by and laugh and, you know, they'll call me names and, you know, but, you know, like I told my daughter, you know what, let them say what they want to say. If they turn around, that's a different story, you know. But, but you know, they don't, you know, they don't know what's going on. You know, I'm trying to spread awareness, and I'm trying to do it the best way I can. I, I think... So tell me to... Go ahead. Jeremy. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I, what I... Because I want to just follow up a, a little bit on that, is I think you've got some... I, I, what you're doing is you're 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 raising awareness, right? Right, right. And and it's um, what's the term that we were talking? Robert and I were talking about this earlier today. It's it's almost a guerrilla tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I don't mean that isn't like guerrilla warfare or anything like that, but no, no. guerrilla activism, guerrilla tactics, you know, you get out there and you're, you, it's kind of like those um, tobacco commercials. Right. You know, it, and I, it's, it's, it's really profound. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit and ask you some about some of the reactions that you do get. I mean, the, the positive and the negative and, and I know that your kids are um, out there supporting you and, and holding up the signs. How do they? How are they um, able to to react to some of the uh, not so nice criti- criticisms that you might get? Um, you know, my um, my son knows how I am, and he he knows that I I want to. You know, I'll want to say something back, and and my daughter, she's usually with me most of the time, and you know, she'll hear some of it, and I'll, you know, and I know she hears it, and I'll ask her, what did they say, and she'll she'll be like, I don't know, they, I don't know, they just yelled something. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so you don't want to tell me, and I'm like, all right, that's all right, I'm not here for that because I I don't want to put a negative part in in the positive part that I'm trying to to do. And if I react to the way these people are reacting and flip them off, 
because they're calling me, excuse my language, I don't use these words, but because they're calling me a faggot or, or you know, something like that, like I said, please excuse my language. Um, you know, and, I, I mean, what makes you think I don't want to react? To me, those are words that should, people should not use those type of words, you know, and uh, I just, you know, I, I want to react, and my daughter knows it, and, and she'll just tell me, don't worry about it, Dad, just let it go, and I'm like, right, you know, so... I always try to keep someone with me that can help me, you know, keep my cool, and it's usually got to be someone that's, you know, in the family because I know my kids will keep me, you know, sane. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep <them> grounded. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to get in trouble and, and, and do anything wrong in front of my kids. That wouldn't be a, a good example, and, you know, I'm trying to change all that and, and, and do the what's right now, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, cool. I just, you know... But, I mean, you know, the positive, like I said, we get, you know, a lot of people that will pull over and say, good job. I had one person, I guess he thought I was panhandling, he tried to give me money, and I told him, no, no, you know, I don't need the money. I'm out here, you know, raising awareness. And, you know, we do it all on our own uh, time, uh, our own gas, our own water. You know, it's, um, I mean, I have many more ideas. If I had the funding, believe me, I'd, I would have all kinds of things going on out here in the desert. Okay, so, so Paul, you know what we're going to do right now? Listeners, are you hearing this? Donations will be gladly accepted so he can get some funding to do more of what he's doing. Well, yeah. <laughs> See how that works? We're going to ask, ask. So mail your checks out down to, you know, Paul Gallegos out in Palm Springs. Get out there. Get them out there so he can, you know, you know, get some funding going. Maybe he can even get a 5013C um, classification. Come on, let's do it. Something, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I just I, I love doing what I do, you know, this uh, awareness, raising awareness. I just I enjoy doing it. It needs to be out there. Sometimes I feel that um, HIV-AIDS is only brought up during uh, maybe World AIDS Day or HIV-AIDS Testing Day or, you know, specific, you know certain days. And then, then it, sometimes I feel like it's swept under the rug until the next event, you know. And, it, and mm -hmm. it's something that needs to be, you know, out there all the time, you know. And um, I, I try to do everything I can to, you know, talk about it and, you know, just bring awareness all the time. I think that's great, and, and what you're doing with the Intersection Project is doing that, you know, allowing people to have those conversations. Like, you know, how many people are going home and talking to their family about HIV because they saw you holding the sign up today? And, you yeah. know, maybe that's not something they spoke to their kids about. But speaking about talking to your kids about HIV, um, how did you tell your kids? How did you talk to your kids about it? Oh, man, that, the first you know, time? That, that was the hardest part. Um, you know, talking to my family, to my mom, and, and everything was, you know, pretty hard. But the hardest part is to tell your kids. And, you know, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know if I should tell them, you know, I'm dying or, you know, I'm going to die one, you know, sooner. I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know much about the virus back then. So I was really, really scared. So what we did is we, you know, my wife and I, we went ahead, sat them down. You know, we talked to them. They were, uh, you know, pretty young back then, and tried to explain to them what it was. And, and uh, you know, we told them they didn't have to tell anyone at school. So they, they used to keep it a secret for quite a while, for about 10 years we kept it a secret. And um, I, I, I'm very, I'm the very clean, uh, very clean person. Paul, you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. I don't so, know if you can just uh, wiggle the phone a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me now? Now you're breaking up still. Um, you want to try giving us a call back? We can Hello? take a little quick break here. Oh, oh, wait. oh, Hello? that's much better. Okay, is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Better. Okay. You're good. Yeah. And anyway, um, I, I tried explaining to my kids everything about the virus and and stuff, and um, you know, it was hard for them, and and it's still hard for them now. You know, anytime they see me sick, they they really, really worry, right. and, and um, and you know. But um, I have their support, you know, 100%. And, and um, you know, I, I love my kids with all my heart, and, and I couldn't ask for better kids than what I have now. 
So, you know, I'm very grateful that, you know, they're negative and, you know, that they understand what's going on. And I have a daughter that goes, you know, she's in her senior year, and she'll get in arguments with the teacher. If the teacher says something about HIV AIDS and is incorrect, she'll argue with them and tell them, you know, that's not correct. That's not how you could get it. And, you know, so, and she'll argue with the students as well. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, real quick, I just want to let everybody know that we are down to uh, the last 20 minutes of the show. So if you have a question for Paul or you have something you want to call in and make a comment on, please reach us here at 347-215-9442. You can press the one button to connect with us on air, or you can tweet us at PauseIM um, with your questions. We'll put them in the chat room if you have any. So were your kids hesitant to get involved, or was it kind of like as soon as you kind of brought it up, or did they bring it up to you to want to get involved? Um, I ask them if they want to get involved, and they'll usually tell me yes or no, and um, they're usually for it. Uh, they were ready to get involved. So, and, and most of the pictures that are taken of me were taken by my daughter, so she's she's the oldest one, and she's the one that usually goes out there with me and, and stuff. So, um, you know, I get a lot of support from them. You know, there are those type of kids, if you talk about their dad, you know, <laughs> it's one of those fights. Yeah, so, but, I mean, oh, I get, cute. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just reading um, a response in the chat room from your daughter. Oh, um, okay. I just thought it was so cute that your daughter says that she's so proud of your da- of her daddy, and that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I get a lot of support. My 7-year-old is starting to ask questions about it now and and um you know, so we're talking to him about it now and and um you know, I'm I'm open with my kids. I I want to be open with my kids, you know, and let them know the truth, you know, and and everything and and I don't see a problem with, you know, with that. No, I think it's great. Uh, I, I mean, especially if they have yeah. questions and they're around it all the time. Mhm. Um you know what I mean? And I think having that that conversation with your kids is healthy. You know what I mean? H- having those conversations, there should never be a conversation that you're too embarrassed yourself to have with your kids. Exactly. So I yeah, think, I know. What a great dad you are. Oh, I, I try. Thank you very much. I, I do try. <laughs> God, I can't get over how much you sound like Bob Bowers when I talk to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you really know. Do, um, Jeremy, doesn't he? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, he does. Except <laughs> just like Bob. Really, uh, I've 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 tried talking to Bob. I think on the phone a couple times, and we've always missed missed each other's calls. So I'm gonna have to uh, try to get in there and, and talk to him somehow or something. Yeah, but the way you talk, I think it's everything about you. I mean, they just tell me you you have tattoos all over, and I'm just like, this is like Bob. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's really cool. Um, yeah. Is there anybody along the way um, that may have inspired you to become public, since you were in public as you know as as you are now before? Um, there's a couple people that that helped me get out there. Um, uh, the Desert Age Project out here in, in uh, Palm Springs helped me uh, get a little bit uh, started with um, some speakings, and then there was another organization, uh, Working Wonders. Uh, out here in uh, Cathedral City that um, also helped me along the way with that. And, um, you know, um, to me, I like to do the speakings. I'm, you know, I'm the type, I'm really nervous at first. But, you know, once I'm up there in front of a crowd, you know, it doesn't matter how many there could be, I'm I'm ready. You know, once I get started, it's on, you know. So, uh, you know, those are the kind of things I really enjoy doing. Hmm. I like to get out there and tell my story, and you know, I gotta do it. Um, I gotta do. There's, you know, we gotta get awareness out there. If if nobody does it, then you know who will. You know, it's just gonna keep spreading. You know, and and you know, I don't I don't want to see that. I get tired of of seeing how many people are getting infected each month, or you know, and. Uh, it's 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 a horrible disease and and people need to realize that just because there's meds for it doesn't mean it's okay to go out and get it because the side effect of the meds and the side effect of the virus is what's really gonna um you know bring you down and and uh, 
and try to keep you hostage, you know. Yeah, I mean, so what is so so really? What is the purpose, right, of intersect of the of the whole project? What is it that you that you really want people to take away? I just want them to see that um, HIV/AIDS is out there; that it can affect and infect uh, anyone. It has no boundaries, uh, no racial lines, no. Uh, um, you know, uh, sexual boundaries. Uh, it doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are. It, it's out there, and it's and it's out to to get you know uh, people. It's not um, something that's friendly that you can just you know get rid of like a flu or anything. It's nothing like that. And you know, people need to realize that. And I've done speakings at schools, and uh, the teenagers they they kind of need a lot of. Uh, people that uh that could give them positive um you know feedback for a, a good way of living you know sexually and everything and it's just you know it's it's something that needs to be out there it's not going to go away and, and I don't think it's ever going to go away and and um the awareness needs to be out there and the stigma is pretty heavy and you know people need to get educated on on it no, I agree. I definitely oh, agree, and 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 your in-your-face activism, I think, is just is great, and it allows people to to view it from a distance and still get the message. Right, right. So that that's why my wife and I we try to be open with our life, try to be open with people, and tell them our story. If they want to know about our story, you know, we tell them because we want people to get something out of it. You know, if if we can help one person have safe sex or or, you know, even to do drugs safely, you know, whatever it may be, if we can just help them in one way, then at least we know that we did something, you know, right, you know. And, uh, you know, we just I just want to keep up on this activism. I'm not going nowhere, so I'm going to keep it up as long as I can. So when you were diagnosed, were your counts, like, did you go on meds right away? Or like, were your counts? How were your counts when you were diagnosed? Because obviously uh, you said you you were fine, you were feeling fine, right at the at the time. Yeah, I was feeling all right at the time, not not too bad. And but my T cells were two twenty five, and I don't think I got meds. Um, it, I think it took me like two or three months before I got meds. It kind of took me a little bit. I had to go through the process and everything, so it, it took me a little bit. Were you scared to start them? I'm sorry? Were you scared to start meds? Um, Yeah, because um, at first when I first started them, I had some side effects to them. And, you know, I I never even liked taking vitamins. So, I mean, to me, to take all these, you know, meds, you know, it was was just something different. And, you know, I, I really didn't enjoy it, and I still don't enjoy it now, you know. So... But yeah. yeah. Speaking of, it's ten minutes to ten, and um, I have to take mine because I, I'm not allowed to take them before then because I get really loopy. <laughs> <laughs> and and Very I've, true. I've been on this show a few times where I've gotten people going, Jeremy, where are you? Sorry, oh, took my meds. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have I didn't have to take mine yet because I know what you're saying. You'd be, I'd <laughs> probably be talking to me, and I would have probably fell out on the floor or something. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It, you know, yeah. one of one of the things that was um, buzzing in the in the Pause I Am chat room earlier today was they were talking about um, uh, different reactions to medications and having, or, or whether it was medication or HIV related, having like a fungal infection. Now, this is something that I deal with and I've had, and it's kind of like, I thought it was eczema, and I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I just want your input, both of you, uh, on this. Um, both of you? Did you just, wait, 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 wait. Did, did you just say both of you? Both mm-hmm. y'all. Both y'all. I want both, both y'all, y'all input on, on this fungal infection. Both but of you. it's kind of like, um, it looks like eczema. But it's something that I've had before meds. So 
have you heard of anything like like a you know a reaction to either your medication that you're having with a, a fungal infection, Jeremy or Paul? Because it, it's new for me. I mean, it's not new. I've had it for years, but like I want to get rid of it. It's starting to make me like have issues. Like I have issues with it now. I don't want to wear a shirt without a collar. Oh wow! So no, is it something like shingles or something or? It's not shingles. It doesn't hurt. It's more like eczema. Does it hmm. itch? It doesn't itch. So it's not ringworm? No, it's like just red blotches, and it's like on my shoulders, my neck, and my, a little bit on my chest. Red blotches. Red Have blotches. you seen your doctor about it? I have, and he gave me eczema cream, and guess what? It does nothing. So maybe it's not eczema. Maybe it's something else. Yeah, yeah it might be something else. Yeah. Or, or just maybe you're actually shedding into your new skin. <laughs> like the lizard you are. <laughs> I just didn't know if it was like HIV specific. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously it's related. Because I remember having this when I worked at a coffee shop when I was first diagnosed. So I know it's not like my medicine, but it's come and gone. You know what I mean? It comes and goes. Weird. So it'll be something that you can't get rid of. Is it? It's probably stress related. Yeah, it might be stress. I'm sure it is. Yeah, that that sounds right about it, you know, stress-related. Yeah, because it will come and go, come and go, come and go. Yeah, one of those things. Yep. That's all I need. (laughs) Just don't 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 know if you all have had anything like this before. No. I've never experienced anything like that. Um, If I stress out, to me, my problem, I have panic disorder and um, anxiety disorder and OCD, so... I, I don't know, you know, um, about any of that stuff, though. Right. Um, that's kind of new to me. And not you, Jeremy, either? No, I haven't had anything like that. No, the I last time I had, honestly, the last time I had something like that, though, was, now, it could be an allergic reaction to something, too. Yeah. Yeah, two meds so, or something. Either either meds or you're eating something that um, is yeah, causing the issue. Yeah, my partner issue. thinks that it's my my partner thinks that it's uh, candida, which would be an abundance of yeast. Mm. It could be, could be. And you know, there's a lot of symptoms that go with that, but it's not something that um, it's like you know, like I'm allergic to it because I eat it too much. Like I eat pretzels like crazy. <laughs> so I think ah. that maybe. I, I think we might be coming on to something here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's probably right. So, But I want to have my doctor look at it a little closer or go to a skin doctor, I think, because you never know. Yeah, a dermatologist would probably be the best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you should. No, because I, you, here you're asking that. two non-qualified medical practitioners I just wanted an opinion. That's all. To to diagnose you over the phone, sight on. A lot of people were talking about it in the chat room tonight, Um, and you know it was something that I told them I would bring up because it seems a lot of people have it. Well, just not you two. Right? No, haven't seen it. (laughs) Sorry. Oh crap. So, Paul, we are um, down to the last couple of minutes. I want to thank you for hanging out with us for the hour and sharing your story and, and talking about your amazing family and, and the love that you all have for each other, and I think it's great. You're a perfect example of how a parent should raise a child, you know, whether with HIV or, or to teach them about HIV in this world today. I think it's great what you're doing. And, you know, your kid popping in the chat room saying that you're amazing is just proof of it all. <laughs> You know what, thank you very much for having me, and, and I appreciate everything you guys are doing because, you know, we're all out to do the same thing, and, and uh, you know, we all should be thanking each other, you know. That's right, that's right. And people can find you on Twitter at Pauly1999, and then on Facebook they can check out um, Search the Intersection Project. Yes, that's correct. Cool. Well, and oh, and, one more, one, more, and yeah. one more thing. And one more thing before you let him go. Paul, yeah. tell yeah. your daughter Monica, she's yeah. amazing. She's been in here chatting in the chat room, under your name, by the way. And, um, <laughs> but, um, but she is completely and utterly supportive of you, and, and I think that is 
amazing. So hats off to, to you as a parent and hats off to you as an HIV positive person being able to instill that kind of um, self-awareness in, into your child. I think that's amazing. So, oh, thank you very much. And anytime you want to talk to any of us in the family, please feel free to, uh, you know, call and ask, you know. Yep. Uh, well, 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 that's fine. I'll be calling. Night. I'll be calling every Sunday then. <laughs> what you doing? Yeah. What exactly. you cooking? <laughs> yeah. So, oh well, thank. Like I said, thank you very much for everything. You got it, man. You're Have very, a great no, night. Thank right, you, Paul. You thank, thank you for everything. All right. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye bye. Remember, you guys can follow Paulie on Twitter at Paulie1999 all his updates, that seems to be the best place to follow him um, to, to find out what he's doing and where his project is leading. Um, and then if you obviously go to the Pause Iron Radio Show page on Facebook or Twitter, or if you follow me or Jeremy, there's going to be links to Paul and his project all over. So just find us. You know, we're out there. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and oh, golly, there's all kinds of things going on. You know, it's all of us are, you know, we fight the same fight, we fight the same battle, and we we just have to keep trudging on. I agree. I agree. So one of the um, things I did want to talk about before um, we go, because we do have about four minutes left, so um, I want to talk about how, crap, I lost the article. Oh, I wanted to talk about how sad it is. Um, you know, as some of you know, I blog for thebody.com, and just recently the body.com family lost um, one of its members, uh, Dr. Bob, who um, is probably really? the, most popular, yeah, the most popular and witty doctor at thebody.com, passed away on Saturday oh, from an infection not HIV-related. Um, he survived by his partner of 18 years and family and friends. And for those who... Go to the body and ask Dr. Bob questions all the time. You knew how, how, like they said, how funny he was and how honest he was and how he may have, you know, been controversial on certain things, but he spoke what he felt and he stuck to it. And so many people followed him. And I was at the conference, and um, I think Olivia and Mark, we found out on Tuesday that he passed away. And it was, it was just very devastating. I've never met the man. Um, he was somebody who I've always wanted to have on the show. Um, you know, but I, I just, there's, there's a big, you know, page there in memory of him on thebody.com. If you go and check it out and you can leave comments, then I'm sure his family and everybody will read. But what an amazing man that he, you know, answered questions for people for, for many years over there on that website. Wow, that's, he's the first person I, I when I was first diagnosed, mm-hmm. he was the first letter I wrote to. Wow. The very first the very first letter that I wrote was to Dr. Bob at the body. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry if I just broke news to you. Well, I haven't been on the body in a while, so it's like Yeah, well, like wow. I said it just happened and somebody on ours on Pause I am posted it. I mean, and I knew about it, but they posted it, and um, I was just kind of sharing that because it's one of the trending things, um, you know, that is on the site right now. So that's always important. So we are down to the last 90 seconds. So for if you're HIV positive or living with AIDS and you're looking to connect with other people who know what it's like to have the same situation as you in the same dilemma, I guess, or condition or whatever you want to call it, um, if you go over to pauseim.com, you can uh, join our social network there and create a profile and chat with other people and, and read other stories of people living with disease who maybe inspire you to give you some hope and to help find some answer or advice to, to do the right thing. You can find more information on myself um, at pauseim.com and the radio show. Jeremy, they can find you at Positively Speaking. And I believe so, yeah. On uh, Twitter. And I am Positive Pitch on Twitter, and I hope you all have a great night. Jeremy, it was great seeing you. We will be back again next week. That's right. We will be. Yes. uh, We're going to hear a a gentleman by the name of Donald share his personal story, and it should be a very interesting show. So we hope to see you all next week. And until then, have a great week, Jeremy. You too. Everyone else out there, have a great night. 
you know what? I'm looking forward to it. And this is it was good to be back. Thanks everybody. Charles, glad to have you back. Woohoo! All right. Hey, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS, I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org. We want to thank our friends at greaterthan.org. And remember, you can find more information on our host and the radio show and past archives at www.pausim.com. We're signing off. Have a great night.